Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, today is the day that you have long been waited for. Like, extra week because we missed last week. It's not... you. Every time you open the show, you say, have long been waited for. It's been waiting for. Uh, I'm using Shakespearean English, so... No, you're using... Go funk the self. (laughs) Because you watched... Let's start over. Let's start. Okay. I don't like this. I don't like this. <laughs> all right. I love it, and we're keeping it all. <laughs> because you watched Whoosh Star Crash. Me, Mike Vanderpool, the Whoosher, Michael Clink, and Dr. Love, a.k.a. <laughs> Alan Barris, here today to talk about the wonderful film, spectacular superhero extravaganza, the most bestest superhero film of all time. Debatable. The Snyder Cut. It's, and yes, yes, Alan, that was all just to rile you up for the day. I understand. Yes. <laughs> the sequel to the Justice League of America made for TV show or TV movie which from we, 1997. Which we did in season two. Two. Yeah. Of all this. right, folks at home, I'm not going to lie. I was originally planning to try to come up with an elaborate argument trolling these two about why jla was a superior product <laughs> and i just couldn't do it so yes go back and listen it to just the- would have hurt too much i even i cannot be that duplicitous this coming from the what, uh, composition and speech uh, instructor who is making his students do exactly what he <laughs> who focuses on not arguing in bad <laughs> faith yes you know what's hilarious? Alan being a composition uh, instructor and uh, the show notes that he provides for us are the longest run on sentence of all time. I love it, Alan. It's phenomenal. Well, it's beautiful. Just cram it all together. I'm exactly. Not it exactly. Shove it all in there, Shirley. Shove it all in. Speaking of shoving it all in, four hours long. And two minutes. Wow. Four hours and two minutes. Now, other people that you may follow in podcasts, video, whatever land, they do things differently. We do them better. Uh, we're not going to go through and talk about the differences like between both the Snyder Cut and the Joy Whedon Cut. I mean, we'll talk about some of that stuff, but like, I don't think we need to do that. Other people are doing that. All I want to do is throw it down right now. This is a damn good movie. Yeah. And my, yeah. And my theory about <laughs> whether or not this podcast is good when the movie is good which has been proven. Well, but we also have a dissenter in our ranks, I think. I think. Yes, we do not have consensus <laughs> yes. that this movie is good. And that helps, though. We do have consensus that it's better than the Whedon Cut. So yes. we yes. all agree on one thing. We, it's definitely better than JLA's. So, yay. We agree <laughs> yes, on two things. So I, I, uh, I watched something this morning. I apologize, YouTube person who came out with this. But uh, they were doing a little side-by-side comparison of... Because I... I hadn't done that myself, but I wanted to just have a little bit of information about the difference between the two cuts. And I think, uh, I wish I could give them credit. Maybe we'll find it in the show notes someday. Um, but said this justice league, the Snyder cut is proof that if you want to look good, all you have to do is stand next to Joss Whedon. (laughs) (laughs) So Joey F you and everything that you've ever done as a human. It's well, deplorable. Well, it sucks because he's, I like, I like Buffy. Buffy Vampire Slayer, the show, was amazing. And mm. then Dr. Horrible and Firefly. But then you have these things come out where he actually is a terrible human being and just and, it's horrible. And, and the, the, the Whedon cut sucks ass. Yes. It was horrible. The, the most, besides the obvious, like the different, and, and not going, we could possibly dive too deep into this rabbit hole, but one of the main, main things that I noticed um, besides the different um, parts of the story and the villain and everything, was how he shot Wonder Woman mm-hmm. versus Snyder. Because people thought that Snyder is the one that did that with Wonder Woman. Uh, Snyder's Wonder Woman was kind of shot over the shoulder when it was behind, but we uh, Whedon had it to where it was lower and looking up at her butt yeah, and kind of more sexualizing her a little bit. And, and Zack Snyder showed us everybody's butt. Yeah. There's that one shot getting off where we see a, a nice real uh, rump shot of everybody. <laughs> boom, boom, oh, shake the room. Yes, cyborg. He's got a he's got a firm arse. He does actually. It's really weird. 
Hey, okay, so do you want to go on the history of this whole thing? Because it's interesting. This is like well, cinematic history we're going I, on right now. I don't freaking even know where to start with this thing because typically, it, for those of you that listen to Because You Watch Star Crash, we do our WTF moments, we do quotes, uh, we do was the movie successful at what it's trying to do. Like well, this this movie, there's so much we could talk about. We could go down the comic book rabbit hole. We could go down the DC versus Marvel rabbit hole. We could, we could probably talk the whole hour about how Joey Whedon is kind of just a douchebag. Which is okay. We don't have to bleep that. We confirmed that last episode. <laughs> okay, oh, two things. This is a podcast that usually covers bad movies that the three of you uh, people grew up on. This movie is discussing cinema. What do you mean it's disgusting cinema? Discussing. Not cinema. disgusting. I heard disgusting. You would, perv. I feel like we're wasting time. We are. We're, 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 we're <laughs> <laughs> yes! Alan, you t- kicked Shirley's ass, I kicked his ass, and now Clink just kicked your ass. And notice how I did it in less words. Yes. Because mm-hmm. I just went right for the well, word. Well, we have degrees in English. We tend to use more words. Um, <laughs> and you're an artist, so. I, I paint good. <laughs> Real good, Clink. Um, so what do you guys, how do you want to focus this, Alan? We're going to leave it up to you because you are, we, Clink and I will just heap mounds and mounds of praise on this thing over and over and... Uh, you will not. I do have one problem with it, but go on. Yeah, let Alan let Alan have some ranting. Well, a couple time. problems. Uh, Permission well, to rant, I'll just Alan. Go, let me just preface all of this by saying that watching more of Snyder's DC Universe just convinces me how little I care about the DC Universe in general and its cinematic universe in particular. Um I'm thrilled that some people got to spend four more hours in this muddy, sepia-toned, shittily shot, lousy CGI universe. But, hey, sorry, um, it's uh, still Snyder's DC Universe. And while it is better than Batman v Superman, uh, and I still have not seen Man of Steel, so I can't. I can't crap on the man's dreams entirely. But I can say... Um, I really don't care about any of this. Um, and <laughs> But I will also say that thank you, Zack Snyder, for helping me understand Bob De Niro. Because you'll recall that Bob De Niro came out a few, probably like a year or so now, and was like, oh, I don't understand these comic book movies. And he was complaining about the Marvel movies in particular. And I was like, well, that's kind of harsh. Wasn't that Scorsese? Yeah, it was Scorsese, I think, dude. Oh, was it Scorsese? Yeah. Yeah, he yeah, said they weren't, the... they weren't cinema or yeah. they weren't movies or something? And, and yeah, maybe... yeah, yeah. It was one of these old guys. Yeah. And <laughs> I, at the time, my response was, well, that's harsh. They obviously have cinematic merit. And then I sat through a superhero movie that I had no actual investment in, and suddenly I understand the problem. Wow. I, and that's crazy, Alan. I thought you would like this. It's odd. I mean, yeah, uh, if I were still 13, I probably would have liked this. If I still oh. particularly cared about Frank Miller, I'd probably like this. And I've liked a lot of Frank Miller's stuff in the past, to be totally fair. But to be it's fair, too, some Alan's people not a DC never guy. grew up past Frank Miller, like Frank Miller and <laughs> Zack Snyder. And, me. Um, and yeah, uh, it's a murky, fascisty sepia tone mess i don't like it so do you, you not like any dc i do stuff? like parts of it i do like the fact that uh, he casts some really good people um i love jason momo and anything even though aquaman sucks uh, my wife versions. likes him in nothing but yes. <laughs> well yes uh by the way i have to send you Hi, guys Jackie. the uh i have to send you guys the uh picture that uh my girlfriend ended up getting at uh, one of the cons she went to oh. where uh it's the best picture of her in her life uh she looks like she's just gone to prom and she's hugging jason momoa it's really <laughs> kind of awesome alan, I, I could thought... not even be jealous it was like oh that's amazing alan... i want to hug jason momoa now that just looks awesome alan when's your anniversary uh, I'm trying to remember. Oh shoot! Oh, December oh, what have you, okay. we, what have you we, done? So, so here's what I'm going to do, Alan. I've got lots of time to do this. I'm going to Photoshop your head on Jason Mimosa's body. <laughs> oh, that won't work. It's his smile that is beatific. That I, I can give him. Off. I can give you his smile too. <laughs> Ugh, anyway, can you give? So can you give I like. Uh, so too? I like Jason Momoa. I hate Aquaman, and mm. I hate the way they treat Aquaman in this too. It's the dumbest part just, of the movie. He's just kind of a jerk. Yeah. Um, this movie would be and, better without the any of the Atlantean Aquaman nonsense. And, 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 Aquaman and, was not and in to it, go it on be... record, 
Atlanteans always suck. Uh, I remember the worst parts of the uh, – now, the Marvel Universe hasn't really dug into their Atlanteans yet. I don't think they're they don't going to. The, they don't have the rights to Namor, I don't think. Really? Uh, he would have been tied in with the Fantastic Four stuff, which they just got back. Um, so, And who knows? Maybe Sony still has them. I Good luck trying to figure out rights in this. Or is it Fox that has Fantastic Four? Well, if it's Fox yeah, – Fox had Fantastic Four – so if it's Fox, then okay. they're well, going to have it now. Maybe they did get yeah. it back. But uh, it, it could be these tied up in older rights, too. Uh, I don't uh, know. The, the Submariner was was one of the oldest characters of the Marvel Universe. But anyway, um, the Atlanteans suck in Marvel, too. I, they're just boring and dull. And uh, the only thing that makes them cool is the fact that Namor's a psycho and occasionally decides he's going to kill all the surface dwellers again for a yeah. no particular reason. He stubbed his toe and everybody on the surface must die. Or, nice. you know, he gets... Oh, and he's a jerk, That's which what... is kind of delightful, yeah. actually. He's unlike Aquaman, who's That's vaguely me. heroic. It is you. That's me. It is. So uh, Vanderpool is not Cyclops. He's Namor. Fair. I'll the take Mariner. it. Um, also, Namor's costume, if you wanted to keep it comic accurate for the mo- for the uh, movies, it wouldn't be appropriate for kids. Oh, it's a Speedo. Well, well, it's, it's a Speedo. Like and then he's got wings on his ankles. Yeah. <laughs> well, the... the um, Why do you remember that, I, know I remember because Aquam- it's Namor. That's what the Submariner looks like. He's got Vulcan so, eyebrows and Vulcan ears. Yeah. Anyways. And one of the things with that, I, the only thing I remember of Aquaman, other than outside of these movies, because I didn't read the comics or anything like that, uh, was the the talking to and uh, sea marine life. Yeah, which yeah. which I would like that would have been cool. Maybe no, in this movie, no. I don't, I don't know how. I don't know how. But but that that does, I don't like druids in D anD D either. So. <laughs> <laughs> that does uh, the Atlantean stuff. Since we're here, this is the stupidest part of the movie, though. When yeah. Atlanteans who are talking to each other and have to have that air bubble around them to talk is so effing stupid. You have an entire race of people who live underground and they can't communicate. Well, they do have their weird, bubble? like chirpy, like underseaish language too. Yeah, but. We couldn't just use subtitles on that because that would have been really dumb, I guess. <laughs> yeah, because it seemed like the bubble was just for our benefit and not theirs. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. It, it seems like they could have they could have done it without subtitles. They could have done it like with a uh, filter on the voice, and you could have served the voice, yeah. and then like you could have done it without the dumbass air bubbles. I I, I yeah. agree. I, it, it just didn't work. And again, it's the Atlanteans; they never work. I I don't. I haven't seen Aquaman yet. Someday, maybe I will. It's not any better. I didn't think so, but just in case, I don't know. Um, so let's see. Um, I really like um, I really like Jeremy Irons as Alfred. Yes. Yeah. I do like the fact that we got just a little bit more Alfred. We needed a lot more Alfred, and this is the only reason that I have any desire in a uh, Affleck Batman movie because he looks like garbage. Um, Affleck looks terrible as Batman. Uh, anytime he's moving, he looks like it. That's this is where the CGI fails miserably mm. and the stunts fail miserably. He just looks blocky and dumb. Uh, he looks like Frank Miller's Batman with none of the grace yeah. that would be necessary for someone that big. Yeah, his his costume and everything is very blocky. Like, yeah, well, and, yeah he's it, just blocky. Yeah. It's very much the costume adds bulk, and you can tell that it adds bulk and then it changes the way he can move to it and it changes yeah, the it's way he the can miller, talk well yeah that's, sometimes he, yeah but his, it's the his, miller aesthetic yeah but you gotta you gotta come you gotta change that somewhat for a movie mm-hmm. because in a comic you can you can get away with batman looking like a uh, games workshop space marine you can't really do that in a movie and still have that look like you know this guy can actually fight and not just stand there and i actually like the voice changer it's better than Bale. Oh, he, I don't mind. <laughs> you know, with Bale. I, I don't mind yeah, the voice yeah. changer either, but it's it's different. It's inconsistent. Yeah. It's not consistent. And I didn't even mind uh, I didn't even mind Affleck as Bruce Wayne. Actually, I thought he was an okay Bruce Wayne. I, yeah, I mean, but when he originally got cast as Bruce Wayne and I was immediately thinking um his excuse me, his character from Dazing and Views, his character from Boiler Room, that kind of yeah. like arrogant person. Mm-hmm. I'm like, "Well, that's that's the Bruce Wayne I like. I like the Bruce Wayne that's like that." Like a Tony Stark kind of uh, high on drugs and fornicating in a hotel after oh. after party. That's the Bruce Wayne I like. Bruce Wayne I like, is uh, his I've secret identity, and Batman is his actual thing. Wayne. What'd you say, Alan? 
I've always liked the Michael Keaton. One. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the, the very self-deprecating, uh, funny Wayne. Nice place here. Lots of space. Anyway. Well, <laughs> I, so I've got some WTFs. Okay. I've got lots of WTFs. Oh, there's um, a bunch of them. Yeah. Uh, the four, three aspect ratio threw me at the very beginning. I was like, when it first came up, I was like, what is this nonsense? Although let me go on record as saying I have never, I thank you again, Zack Snyder, because I have never been filled with rage by the first <laughs> frame of a movie <laughs> ever. And he starts off with, this film is preserved in 4-3 format to preserve the integrity of Zack Snyder's creative vision. Fuck you. You make comic book movies. Well, okay. Seriously, you- shut the fuck up. You do not have a creative vision. You make a fun movie if you try and actually, you know, have fun every so often. I thought it might have been because rendering that extra footage on the side was going to take that much longer because it's a four-hour movie and it's all if it's all freaking cgi so yeah. what, what's the problem with changing the aspect ratio did, on did, anything i'm not I, a cinematographer so did i share that with you guys there's an article zach snyder why he did it in four three of was, course and he i'm certain he went on at great length about how artistically superior no was. no 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 when he did batman v superman some of the fight scenes he shot with an imax camera and he wanted it to be an IMAX. So then, when he shot uh, uh, Justice League, he shot it, and he had wanted he wanted it to be an IMAX format, which is four three, so they mm-hmm. can show it on an IMAX screen and have that. I big can only epicness. imagine the hell of watching the CGI in this on an IMAX screen. It's it not would just hurt. It's not all horrible, Alan. Some of it is okay. But the stuff of it is very yes. rough. Yeah, the stuff that sticks out like a sword. Shamlam and Ding Dong really sticks And again, out. okay, this is a this is a made for TV movie ultimately. Yeah. So I, I guess it, the fact that it's as good looking as it is, I should be thankful for. That, um considering that it shouldn't have existed to begin with, uh, by the laws of Hollywood, and he did manage to get that made. That Luther Steppenwolf Steppenwolf uh seen at the very beginning that cgi is so dude that scared me i was scared when i saw that yeah i was like well what the f is this scene even doing here because well they showed it in bat in the end of batman v superman but he was actually luther was actually in the water yeah this time around he was not in the water but they wanted to make him look like he was in the water but i guess yeah why did just Eisenberg couldn't put him what in about water? it scared you like actual that, scared? No, or? scared that holy shit! This whole movie is going to be complete ass if this is the way the effects are going to look throughout the whole thing. Yeah, it was that bad. And again, I think it was just it didn't make sense. They could have used, they could have hinted to Dark Side. They could have actually called back to the scene from uh, the end of Batman v Superman where Luther's locked up, which would have made sense because later on in this film, when Luther escapes, they go back there. Right? Yeah. We could have established that Luther was in prison at the beginning. Luther could have said his warning about Darkseid again, and then same exact thing set up. But they were trying to set it up to where when Clark died, well, Superman dies. Spoiler: Clark is Superman. Who knew? Everybody does in this movie. <laughs> but uh, when when Superman dies, he's got that yell and that that echoes across the planet. Which then wakens the mother boxes because they're not scared of uh, Superman anymore. Correct, he's dead. Correct. Yes, so we all he, we all hear the tragedy of Poochie dying and the uh, and the boxes awaken due to plot convenience. Got it. Exactly. The, der- the derision that Barris just had the Barris has for this entire proceeding is absolutely wonderful. It is. I will say. Don't worry, it's not going anywhere. <laughs> I mean, I would I, I would be disappointed. If I want I want to say this out. I do still have a few nice things to say, but still. <laughs> well, do you want to get it over with so you can rid yourself of the unpleasantness of? <laughs> hey, sure, surely, surely, this is our podcast. <laughs> I am on I'm the show. Pleased I'm, they ours, added I'm, more, I'm pleased they added more cyborg. Yes. Yes. But yes. I have a complaint about that too. Cyborg is if the heart of the movie. Really want, yeah. If you really want to make cyborg's story important. Right after the scream her around the world, you go to Cyborg Story. You actually foreground Cyborg Story as important, not extended 
Amazonian sequence, not any of this other crap. We go to Cyborg and we get some filling in on him. Because if we really want to, he's the only one of these folks whose powers is actually linked to the mother boxes. His story is supposed to be yeah. super important here. This is one, of course, one of the big complaints people had about the Whedon cut, other than everything. Um, <laughs> but especially this, that uh, uh, the, the rumor is that he and uh, and the actor who played uh, Vic Stone didn't get along. Ray well, Fisher. Apparently. He yeah. doesn't get along with anybody, so big surprise. But apparently it was a really big deal. Ian Fisher was one of the first people who complained. Uh, and good on him. Uh, Mm -hmm. Well, actually, let me rephrase that. He's one of the first uh, people who's complained loudly and more recently, I suppose. I'm certain we can find – I'm certain if we went back, we could probably find little Cosbian hints of problems earlier on. Just like with Cosby, we knew there was something up way before he got busted. Well, and by the time it gets to us, there's 3,000 layers of people who are closer to it that knows. Well, even – so Charisma Carpenter, who was in Buffy and then later on Angel, she apparently had a lot of problems where uh, it's said that when she was pregnant, they kind of yelled at her about it. Like she got uh, in trouble about it. And then yeah. they tried to force her to do certain things. And that, that's when they ultimately just written her off the show just mm. because. And she said that it took, it took uh, Ray Fisher to actually come out with all these complaints for her to have the courage to actually come out too. And, say, and had I, she come out earlier, nobody would have believed her anyway, which is the really sad part. I, yeah. Again, until your career is actually wounded Uh, me too doesn't apply to you yet i mean maybe someday we'll actually get to the point where we listen to people when these first things first come out but i i I, this is the marilyn manson effect uh nobody touched marilyn manson even though everybody knew he was a flaming train wreck of a human being until years after Mm -hmm. his career had taken a giant nosedive i mean and and, uh it took whedon failing on justice league for anyone to really take seriously the allegations well, you had, had he done great on justice league had age of ultron been as good as uh, as avengers um he'd still be untouchable yeah. can't same kill the cash cow same thing with brian singer like he had yeah. a lot of, of of allegations and problems and uh, the studio kind of from what i understood studio kind of swept it underneath yeah. so so on that Sad happy note day yeah. On that happy note, um, HBO pissed me off, (laughs) continues to piss me off. HBO Max, I do have to say, I bought HBO Max specifically for this movie. You and a bunch of other people. Yeah. Um, The amount of content on HBO Max, holy effing shit, dude. Yeah. It's it's worth that $15. Like, because it's not this, like, scroll through, like, Netflix and Amazon Prime. Oh, maybe, maybe, maybe. It's like, oh, fuck. I want to watch all these things. Mm-hmm. The Robin Williams documentary is awesome. The animated DC stuff that's on HBO Max is awesome. I mean, holy cow. Zing. They have Adult Swim stuff, so they have all the Rick and Mortys but, and uh, Venture Brothers, I think. I just I learned that Cinemax, HBO Max is actually a combination between HBO and Cinemax, um, but they don't have a Hot Tub Time Machine. Or no, it's not Hot Tub Time Machine. Hollywood Hot Tub, uh, I remember from Cinemax back in the day. So I've seen Hot Tub Time Machine. Hollywood Hot Tub is but that's different. Something else is yes. different. So it is not HBO Skinamax. No, exactly. Yes, yes. That is too but bad. but uh, my one gripe with HBO, uh, uh, the interface, the app, especially with this movie, that's uh, divided up into six parts. Yeah, and it looks like there's identifiers in the timeline on the player of each part. You can't chapter select, and you can't like press a button and skip fast forward. It's one speed fast forward. You have to hold the button, at least on my Samsung app. Yeah. And you, same thing on my Google app. Yeah. It's yeah. so gross. HBO fix yeah. your shit. So going back to the beginning of the movie. Oh, okay. Is that where we're at? Yeah. Well, no. So, cause uh, Alan had talked about after the, the, the mm, scream yeah. around the world going into Victor's story. I thought they should have made the first part of the movie, the first scene in the movie that exposition that we got with Zeus and Ares, which I'm going to get back to talking about that because there's some problems with that, um, with Darkseid coming down and all the guardians of the ancient world, ancient Earth, yeah. fighting them off. That should have been the beginning of the movie. But that would have been too on the nose Lord of the Rings-ish. Yeah. Oh, that's true. You know? I mean, this movie really is a combination of Lord of the Rings, um, some other things, too. I can't remember. I had a list of must have written Any down. other property with piles of CGI people fighting each other. Yeah. Yes. And that big exposition story that sets up the battle from the past that's got to be refought in the, in the present. 
or the future. Spoiler alert. Because Flash, what he does. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. I liked Flash's character in this. Flash is awesome. Which uh, I'll point out, uh, Flash is the most Whedon-sounding character in this, actually. He is a nebbish straight out of Joss Whedon's uh, um, Bob MacBook. I mean, so, that he's written exactly like a Whedon character. But if what you is like Whedon? him, even if it was executed better than Whedon could do now, he's still a Whedon character. What's a Whedon you're character? Wondering why we uh, why we pay attention to him? That's why. But what what, is, what exactly is a Whedon character though? Overly chatty, nebbish, who's usually the actual like emotional center of the team. Usually, I'm I'm thinking the uh, clad the two examples of this are Xander from Buffy and uh, Wash from uh, Firefly. Okay. Now I really like Wash. Xander had his moments, but then they made him a total jerk later on in the series. Uh, I so. mean, he was. Yeah, I guess. But it, so early on, he's great. I, the yeah. Zeppo is one of the best uh, best uh, episodes of a TV show ever, and really highlights again the kind of stuff that Whedon used to bring to a project, which is why he got away with being a jerk for so long. <laughs> so, what about uh, the MCU's version of Spider Man, especially in the uh, Civil War? That was, yeah, I, I, I equated Peter Parker there, Spider Man at least. To the flasher, because he's talking a lot. He doesn't understand what's going on. Yeah, the two classic Whedon, uh, the Whedon dynamic characters, the ones he always picks up on and products since Buffy in particular really focus in on are the uh, are sort of the chatty character who's almost always male, kind of nebbishy, who's insecure and who's uh, who has all the really good uh, wisecracks. And then there is a Kitty Pride stand in. Uh, in the case of Buffy, that would be Willow. In the case of Firefly, that would be uh, oh, the not the, the mechanic, uh, Kaylee. Yeah. And it's been way too long since I watched that, and I'm going to have to put it off for a while because I'm angry at Joss Whedon. I'll get to it eventually. <laughs> uh, but uh, uh, but again, that that kind of character dynamic. I mean, the Flash screamed to me Whedon character and I don't know talk a little less fast I know that goes with the flash but yeah. again it's it's again it's just if we're trying to get away from Whedon stink on the product let's let's actually do that Clank, did you watch the CW's flash TV show yeah um hold on a second uh and to to kind of go back into <laughs> I'm just ignoring what Shirley said if you didn't notice. <laughs> yeah. Um because it's not his podcast. Um but but the difference between the Marvel Cinematic Universe and and DC is very is very distinct, right? Like Marvel all of the Marvel stuff is very much like we're playing in this fake world even though it's set in the real world, right? Yeah. Even, where DC tends to take everything in the cinematic universe is taking everything so serious. So because it's trying to be real, that flash being funny stands out like a sore thumb. And, right. and, and the immediate thing that we think Alan, because of the Avengers and everything else is Whedon. Yeah. Well, and if you look at the, again, kind of comparing a little bit, but the justice league Whedon cut Batman cracks jokes. Yeah. That was uh-huh. dumb. Dude. And, I mean, and that, that's why it doesn't work because yeah. Batman doesn't crack jokes. Yeah. I mean, there's one time where he famously laughs, and that's it in the comics, really. Yeah. But Although this also brings us to one of the things that Snyder does not understand about his hero, Frank Miller. Um, Frank Miller's stuff is satire, or at least his Batman stuff is. 300 isn't. 300 is very, very serious. Uh, but uh, in fact, too much so weirdly enough uh we won't get into the problem with 300 it's that frank miller and or zach snyder does not actually understand history at all um but uh let's forget that for now it's just Um, a movie alan come on now it's just a movie yeah yeah and it should and leonidas should have sounded like clint eastwood (laughs) (laughs) Uh, they all should have been speaking greek and well, there's that, too. But uh, <laughs> uh, look up the word laconic, those of you waiting at oh, home. Uh, that, I just had to look uh, up nebbish, Alan. <laughs> what is this, a fucking spelling bee? <laughs> at least one of the English majors in this room knows what words mean. Um, 
Although I podcast had to remind me of that, actually. Uh, big Maris, shout out I'm to Hardcore to... History yes. uh, for that uh, tip. Um, I really, really like a lot of things in this. And again, it, I think, Alan, I where I like this is I'm comparing it specifically to the Whedon cut. Which oh, I, and it's it's definitely superior to the yeah. one cut. Again, I'm not even going to fight you on this. It's it's so much better. Um, uh, the Stefan Stefan is it Stefan or Steppenwolf? P Stefan Steppenwolf. Yeah, Steppenwolf. Um, yep. him actually having like s- some motivation helps tremendously, right? Yes. Like I, I I agreed with his story. I followed his story, but also to go back to what you said, Alan, I feel like this whole thing was uh, Steppenwolf on a fetch quest. That be started with that whole Amazonian thing and everybody just like stretched out way too long. I mean, you know, the Infinity Stone stuff was how many movies to get there? Ten years worth. Yeah, quite a bit. And, and, and that's and that's the big problem down. here. There's so much crammed into this that and again, it doesn't have any of the resonance that would have been built up by me listening to sappy musical choices for all of these people <laughs> over like a ten year period. That, Maybe that Nick Cave scene would have actually meant something to me. Uh, this movie could have been shorter. A lot oh, shorter. Oh, yes. Uh, it could have been exactly the same length as mm. the uh, as the Whedon cut, except actually, you know, cut right and with things that weren't stupid. I think it could. I don't. I don't know about that, Alan, because like cut like all the cyborg stuff that's that's important and relevant, and the additional stuff that we got from about like Steppenwolf's motivation that that would have lead, at least added another half hour or so. Just cut Aquaman out. Yeah, there we go. And then there's I saved also the movie. there's also um, <laughs> the excessive slow motion. And then there's also I noticed this, and I, I sorry I didn't write it down. There's a lot of extra shots that are shown that don't need to be shown, right? For efficiency of the story, it's almost gratuitous. Like he's like, no, I'm. He got to like three minutes and forty five or three hours and forty five seconds or forty five minutes. He's like, I'm gonna get it to four hours. <laughs> And well, yeah. well I, I I don't know if that's necessarily his motivation, but uh, <laughs> I do think that this is why you have someone else edit your movie when yeah. it comes right down to it. This is why you this is why you get um, you don't get the studio to do it because the studio is what brought in Whedon and caused all the problems yeah. to begin with. Well, but uh, but you, sometimes somebody like George Lucas needs somebody else looking at his ideas and saying, did you need to put that in there? And that's stupid. Don't do that. And I'm still so confused why in 2017, in, at a time where you're releasing 10 plus episodes of something on Netflix that people are going to binge watch, where DC, Warner Brothers, whatever, was afraid to release a four-hour movie. It's like, just because it was expensive. I mean, if they if they had been able to do this like as a as a cheaper product, I mean, I, I don't think they would have had a problem with it at all. Yeah. It's the idea they'd already made their money off of the Whedon, whatever money they were going to make off the Whedon cut. It was miserable. So, I mean, well, but this required an initial huge investment from them. I yeah, mean, it was. They spent another $70 million on this after the fact to get the Snyder cut. Because Snyder shot all the green screen stuff and everything, but there was no CGI put in, is what I understand. So, can I ask you, how did this get shot by Whedon and Snyder was oh, Whedon, or we're just, not covering that. I just, I'm curious. <laughs> Go listen to somebody else's podcast. Look, look it up. No, it is. It you is should very have done your research. It is very interesting. You definitely should look that up. And anybody listening, if you don't understand the, the history of this. It is yeah. very interesting, and it's actually like a one-of-a-kind thing, from what I understand, right? Because we've um, had actors being replaced middle of the movie. Uh, it's, it's only one-of-a-kind due to the circumstances of Snyder leaving. And, and those um, are unfortunate not circumstances. Every, yeah, not everybody has a crushing personal loss yes. in the middle of their big project and then has to go yeah, deal his kid with died. it like any human would. Yeah, And um, then on top of that, having the studio fire you, yeah. from what I understand, well, which is... And then because I think that DC, Warner Brothers, whatever it is, doesn't have the intestinal fortitude to stand up to some haters on Twitter for about about how uh, Man of Steel and Batman v Superman were too sad. Oh, yeah. Like, shut the funk up, snowflakes. So going back to how Snyder shot this, though, uh, a lot of the extra scenes, Man of Steel is when he kind of sets up the tone for this whole... 
Right. It's not even called DCEU. It's just the D the the Snyder stuff. Yeah, Snyderverse. Because there's no the, apparently Warner Brothers has no plans or had no plans for an extended universe at all like Marvel does. They just wanted to make the movies and they wanted to get the money. I think the plans went out the window when Supergirl underperformed at the box office. <laughs> Back in the seventies, call, call back to season two of because you watched what? Star Crash. So um, uh, we're going to take a commercial break, and I'm going to sell you a pillow. <laughs> Would anybody out there like to get a better night's sleep? Then you should buy a pillow. And now we're back. <laughs> uh, hi, Ben. Wow. Ben, ben Ben knows who I'm talking about. You guys know who I'm talking about. Our Anyways, good, our good friend Ben. Um. Hello. <laughs> Uh, okay, I have. I'm going to throw something down here. Gal Gadot. She should be the next Indiana Jones because she has the whip. Let's just cast her as everybody <laughs> because <laughs> I'm the, okay with because that. the whip and the she did that whole archaeological thing in in a white dress and high heels because that's how you go a lot of people have problem with the, that too yeah. foraging through through a cave but like that's at, how you sculpt right uh, Clint yeah. <laughs> you put on a sexy white dress exactly yeah I do that <laughs> and clap everybody clap um, yeah is but that at, applause Vanderpool at that at that point in the movie uh, I I specifically was like wow she'd make a killer Indiana Jones because you know they're gonna have to give female roles whatever never mind I'll stop I don't let me I'll stop being a Joey Whedon how's that for a deal there we go <laughs> just don't say things I I say inappropriate things I, all the time I know Vanderpool, that but there are, you do say inappropriate I have a sports question yes then don't ask him well he I know, I, mean, the, I know the sports. He does sports stuff. I watched three quarters of the Michigan game last night. There we go. See, you watched an actual game last night. I did not. The final touchdown, I've, I kind of had a problem with this. By the way, I watched this movie three times. Twice in color and then once in the black and white. Yes. But, but anyways, so that scene where Victor is going to make the, the winning touchdown. Yes. Is that is that an actual touchdown? Because, I mean, he hits the yeah, corner thing. Yeah, if you hit the pylon, that's considered oh, okay. the end zone, yes. Because mm-hmm. he then lands outside. So was his knee down? I, I do. No, he jumped up there. It's I, a high school game to boot, right? It's college. No, it's college. college. Yeah, oh, it's, it's a college. Okay. Yeah, well, it's, the rules uh, are still a little bit different, too. So. And that, that gave me a little bit of a WTF moment because I'm like, Gotham City College. No, Gotham City University. So it was a four-year. Uh, was playing Wisconsin. Yeah. Wisconsin in the Big Ten. I guess I, I don't know, and I hate doing this because I'm stealing from other podcasts. Sorry, Red Letter Media people. Um, but I guess Snyder uh, is from Wisconsin, and that's kind of why it was the Wisconsin football team. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, thanks, Red Letter fa- uh, Media people. I'm Hi. Wisconsin. Um, but uh, uh, that scene there was really good because I thought that Cyborg was going to get it was almost like that fakey jump cut thing that they do in horror films. I thought he was going to get hurt playing football cuz I didn't know his backstory. Oh, okay. I thought he was going to get hurt playing football and then that was going to lead his dad to do the everything. That's some injury. Jeez, he loses half of his uh torso well, I, and no, see, none of his <laughs> I hate you. Yay. Okay. But anyway, we we're talking about a superhero movie, comic book movie. And with that, there are superpowers. Yes. Yes. We have their Marvel has this problem too of hierarchy or superpowers. Sometimes this person seems this strong. Sometimes this person seems this strong. Whatever. My problem with this movie was again going back to the exposition of the uh, ancient heroes. You have Zeus. The Battle of the Five Armies. I mean, <laughs> yes. <laughs> but you have Zeus and his son Ares fighting Darkseid and their armies, and then Ares takes his his axe hammer. Hey, you can have my axe, and he actually. <laughs> Cuts into Darkseid's shoulder and almost killing him. Oh, shoulder axe wound. Where have I seen that yeah. before? Anyway, <laughs> should have went for the head. <laughs> Is Darkseid supposed to be more powerful than Steppenwolf? I think the idea is that he got more powerful. Because exactly, I, that was an issue I had. Because if Darkseid is more powerful than Steppenwolf, Ares almost kills Darkseid. Ares is killed. By Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman can't hold her own against Superman. It's all about the matchup, Clink, going back to the sports analogy. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's how the powers match up. It's like with me when I fight in Smash. Some people I beat, others I don't. Okay. It's all about the matchup. Um, but I really didn't like how they made Darkseid really weak in that moment. It felt like yeah. if Darkseid was going to be this big looming threat, that, that 
in that scene, it should have been because we really don't even know why Steppenwolf got kicked out of the, the, the party, right? Like it could have been there, like something Steppenwolf did caused them to lose. Darkseid still maintained his strength. But like, like maybe I never really wolf with his shield guy or something like yeah, that. And I, he screwed up. That I, would make more sense. Yeah, I never really feared dark side. In Although this movie. I will say uh, just the one thing I'll say in defense of this, the scene where dark side leaps out and grabs the earth. Like, eh, yeah, it's a, that's a, that's an Alexander the great reference there. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but uh, then it doesn't really make sense if you want to keep Darkseid as this godlike, super powerful guy in the shadows, too. So, mm, yeah, I, 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 I just like that scene. But again, you're right. It does introduce more problems, I think. For sure. Yeah. Um, it's been the only thing that I've seen fanboys seriously complaining about too that that was there the thing is like eh don't don't bring out dark side like that don't do that yes i yeah because we don't even get to see dark side kick ass he doesn't have that sauron moment right where sauron comes in and just like yeah yeah he doesn't have that in this he does that later on in the flash forward slash flashback part of the the nightmare scenes where you can see dark side taking over and, and killing uh uh uh, Aquaman, anymore. Aquaman, yeah, and then he uses his Omega Beam or Omega Sanction, Sanction, which is awesome. That thing right. is crazy. Anyways, but he, we show that a little bit, and then we show him allowing uh, the Amazonians to uh, have their funeral pyre, and then we show him uh, taking over Superman when Lois Lane dies, and all that stuff. So, uh, speaking of Lois Lane, because I'm worst just here, casting ever. I'm just by here, the way, oh, fuck, he did it again. Third week in a row. Yes. Third week in a row. I specifically wrote down. Amy Adams is perfect Lois, question mark. Kidder, question mark. She, okay. She was not, I don't think she was a very good choice for the casting, even in in Man of Steel. Okay. Amy Uh, Adams. Amy Adams, yes. And then the direction they went with Jonathan Kent changes in this movie too. And in Man of Steel, he's kind of okay with casual child murder. Okay. <laughs> so to, to explain, um, please do. Young that Clark was... Kent is getting his powers. Um, he kind of starts freaking out. Then the next scene later on, he's got his powers and he um, is in a school bus. A bully is picking on him. The driver gets distracted and they go over a bridge mm-hmm. and they go in some water. The, the entire uh, bus is starting to drown. So then Clark pushes the bus up on the, 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 the beach, up mm-hmm. on the shore. And then he goes back and saves the bully. Well, he, the the bully's parents come over to the, the Kents later on and we're talk, talking, saying, it's a miracle. He's sent from God, this and that. So then Jonathan Kent comes out to see Clark and Clark says, I, I couldn't do, I couldn't just stand there and do nothing. I had to say, I had to do something. I had to save them. And uh, he goes, what, what should I have done? Should I have just let them die? And <laughs> there's one part where Jonathan goes, no, maybe. <laughs> and he's like, He's not okay with his son going out and, and, and saving people, and that's how he dies. Not from a heart attack, but from just saving a dog and then taking up by, by a, a tornado, which is kind of changes the dynamic of that character and then changes the dynamic of, of Clark Kent and why he does what he does. And they just change that whole thing in Justice League where now he's okay with him being out in the world and he agrees with Jor-El, and it's just, it, it, it seemed a little oh, odd. You're, you're talking about when Superman goes to get his black suit and yes. has the, the voiceover, Russell Crowe and uh, uh, Kevin Costner. Yes. Okay. We were talking about Amy Adams. Sorry. <laughs> I don't like her in any movies. Oh, oh, she's good. Oh, shut your mouth. Have you seen Enchanted? It's amazing. How do you know if he really, really, really <laughs> loves you? I hate that movie. Oh, I love it. It's so good. Opposite Enchanted one? is good. What's the one with the aliens with the circles where she's the uh, linguist? That's a good one, too. I forget what it's called, though. Is she a cunning linguist? Call back to... Call back to... <laughs> Natural Born Killers episode. <sighs> Alan, now. what do you think about Amy Adams as Lois Lane? Because I hate her. I think she is miscast. Yeah. The more I see um, her, the more I hate her. But again, I don't know if yeah, I don't casting. know if casting Lois better would have helped here. 
because she has to go be boring with Superman. I mean, they have to go live on his boring ass farm in Iowa, and he probably has to go like bowling every Thursday. <laughs> yeah. uh, they have to go to church on Sunday. Again, they're just out there being boring ass people, and I just don't. I don't see I don't see Mark Mark number one Margot Kidder's Lois Lane would not have put up with any of this garbage. <laughs> yeah, and that's I thought too. Like the idea of bringing him coffee every day and hope he was come back. <laughs> She'd be angry at his stupid ass for getting killed. Yeah. Yes. Be like, well, screw you. <laughs> Get your own damn coffee, Margot Kidder. Uh, she would have been perfect. I mean, somebody tougher like that is Lois Lane. Yes. And Lois Lane has, has generally been cast as more the softer versions are more like uh are more like Mary Tyler Moore. Um they're career women mm-hmm. and still trying to get ahead, pretty ambitious. I just don't get that off of uh the Adams Lane. But yeah, she just isn't there's there's no toughness in her. Another good Lois Lane I've always liked was Terry Hatcher from Lois and Clark. Yeah, yeah. She did a good. She was a good like like she because Lois grew up with. Uh, she was an army brat, so she grew up with a general, and so she was yeah. used to kind of getting things her way. So then when things don't go her way, she makes sure they go her way. <laughs> and they just present her. So Lois Lane in this movie is presented like the 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 connection to all of the everything, right? Like she's the one that keeps Superman from killing Batman. She's the one that at the end foreshadows that something happens to her. Like, and yeah. she's presented as this like damsel in distress constantly that's so effing boring i don't like i'd like to see her pick up something and hit somebody in the head with it <laughs> yeah instead but of just waiting more, for superman to save her all the time or i don't know at least delivering like a really good speech to him or something i don't well, know yeah but uh the the thing that that bugged me there was the idea that this movie is treating that revelation about Lois being the key to keeping soups good and keeping him on track as if this is some kind of magical revelation that is like, Oh my God, I couldn't have figured this out. Um, Number one, uh, that's how you get to people. (laughs) That's, that's like the superhero story. Ultimately, that's why you have a girlfriend in a superhero comic so they can be menaced. Uh, This is, I I mean, it's an old awful pattern in a lot of ways, but there you go. It's Mm -hmm. there. Um, the other issue is there's this, uh, not exactly obscure video game series that's based entirely on that concept that when Lois dies, Superman goes crazy. How does she die though? And the, yeah, it's the Joker that kills her. No, no, Superman does. In justice, Superman kills her. What? The jo- yeah, he's tricked into it. If I Joker right. sprays uh, Superman with his laughing gas slash the fear toxin and makes Superman think that which Darkseid- he'd probably be resistant to anyway. But anyhow, well, that's in the video game. There's kryptonite sprinkled in. There's kryptonite yeah. sprinkled in. Don't worry. Yes, it's video game. Oh, and cool. so then he ends up beating up uh, uh, Apocalypse. But the problem, or anyways, uh, whatever his name is. Anyways, I'm blanking out. But at the very, very end, he finds out that it's actually Lois because he hears two heartbeats because it's his pregnant wife, Lois. Mm-hmm. And from that, he gets so mad that he, and he finds out that Joker does it. He goes to try and kill Joker. And wow, and the pregnancy subplot, too. Who yes. could have possibly seen that coming? Again, uh, th- that was my problem there is that this is being treated as if it's this magical like deep thing. And there's all these bits on the Internet talking about developing that. I'm like... Oh, oh! You mean it's just like injustice? Yeah, got it. <laughs> I'm going to take this opportunity to reference the film Mallrats yes. and the idea of a kryptonite condom. Oh, God, well, and, and or, going back to uh, Mallrats, talking about the actual act. Yes, that would or not let's happen. Go, or let's go to Larry <laughs> Niven's infamous essay, "Man of Steel, Woman of Kleenex," where he <laughs> argues that uh, were Superman to ejaculate uh, while in the act of coitus with Lois Lane, he would blow the top of her head off. That's that's the other part of. Uh, I think they talk about that in Mallrats too. Yeah, wow. and that's that's what he was referencing. Yeah. That's an old. I essay. should have went to school for the, that. He wrote it for like a men's magazine as a parody way back when. And Niven's kind of a jerk, but. I've always kind of, I've always kind of liked so, that. So, Clink, I'm going to ask you, a, I'm going to ask you a question. Since you stole something from me, I'm stealing something. <laughs> Clink, I have a question. What's your question? If I was going to build a storage vault 
that was going to hold one of the three things, one of the three pieces need to bring down the universe. Yes. And I was going to take the time to build uh, multiple gates to protect that entity. Oh, that's where you're going. Okay, go ahead. Um, why the fuck would I put a skylight in the tomb? <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. Like, they make this big, huge deal about, oh, we're going to escape and break down the barrier and crash and two people die getting the queen with a nice breastplate out of the thing but it's got a fucking skylight yeah i thought you were going to talk about no. every time there's some sort of mystical magical world ending thing and you have the magical creatures like take it in their vaults man just buries it yeah, yeah. <laughs> let's just take it in a field and bury it that's our that's our excuse yes. that's what we do no and one will done. ever figure yeah. this out yeah <laughs> that was so dumb show them it your actually fear. worked that's the shocking <laughs> yeah yeah, Cyborg did the best job of keeping the mother box. Like the Amazons and all their arrows and freaking breastplates. And it, it, I, it, we could talk about the Amazons for a while, but I'm not going you to. sure can. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just curious, right? Where are the Amazonians from? Amazon. Duh. A, a specific part of the, the, of the, the world? The, the Amazon. Don't ask questions. It, look, uh, they, they explained wanted- it in Wonder Woman. Something, something, something. Then they were uh, enslaved by man, and then they freed themselves, and then they were actually um, uh, saved on this island. But I don't remember where they came from, though. Stupid. If they wanted you to know, they would have told you. Dr. Barris, historically, where are they from? I don't remember where the Amazons are exactly from. It's somewhere in the, it's, it's obviously in the Greek world. I mean, duh, but I don't know. I don't remember which region they were said to actually be from. I need to, I I need five minutes with wikipedia and i'll tell you <laughs> well me too um, <laughs> as much as clink you hate like the uh or i can't remember who hated it but that early scene with uh aries and the gods and everything else i do like it that the fact that it is like this this recent superheroes are our ages mythology and i think it's kind of cool what? right so like superman batman wonder woman there are gods yeah. Like there are our mythos, our, our mythology of and our culture. That's the problem with putting it anywhere besides a novelization or a graphic novelization form. Because if you make a video game with these actual gods in this video game, it's hard to capture what the breadth of what they can do. And then even with movies, they showed that Man of Steel a small fraction of what Superman can actually do power wise. But people were still upset with the amount of destruction and the amount of chaos that was happening mm-hmm. and the whole point of dc characters is yes they are gods even batman's kind of like a god when it comes to intellect and planning and everything mm-hmm. but it's their humanity it's their responsibility that kind of makes them in, it's, it's an internal conflict with them because superman could easily subjugate the entire world and to his will but he doesn't he he comes by and he helps them and he props them up same thing with the flash the flash could go around and do whatever he wants within a split second. Nobody could stop him, but he doesn't. He could go and steal all the hot dogs in the world. And- <laughs> <laughs> he could. This movie, watching this movie, watching this movie, and then watching like the boys or watching Invincible, which if you haven't seen, that's really good. I haven't. But the boys is obviously taking a lot of these tropes and kind of twisting them sadistically. But watching this and keeping the boys kind of in mind. It's interesting because that's what heroes... Heroes are not about saving people. They're about humility. How can I help the person? That's what they ask first. What can I do to help? Where can I help? Whereas you have these boys ones, which are... They're not gods, but they're super-powered beings. And they do, okay, what can you do to help me? How can I get my image out there? How can I flaunt my, my powers? And all of these powers for both sides, for any hero are usually pretty flaunty, right? You have super speed or a dude in a cape in the, in the, the sky and laser eyes. How much time do we have? What time are you guys going to be done today? I got I to gotta flee in about five minutes. Okay, so real quick then. Uh, we should probably do a two-parter for this just to prolong Alan's agony. Um, on that... <laughs> I'm okay with that. I've still got a bunch of WTFs. He yes. still has to watch we'll, the black we'll, and white version too. Yeah, we'll do a two-parter. We'll actually I do this again. I am not watching the black and white version. We'll do this again next week. But let's, uh, let's, let's, let's talk about this uh, since you brought it up, the superpowers. Uh, what superhero power, if you could choose one, would you take? I was just asked this by my friend the other day too. So you're prepared. Kind of. Oh, really? I kind of am. I'm always prepared. Teleportation. Oh, yeah. I I thought we were talking about from the heroes. No, just in general. Oh. 
Yeah, like teleportation would be pretty cool. Like, would you have to stink like what's-his-name does? Nightcrawler. Nightcrawler. Um, that depends on whether you believe the no-prize explanation that one viewer, uh, one reader uh, submitted way back in the, I guess it was probably late 70s, early 80s. So uh, It has I mean, to do with uh, the changing of uh, oxygen into sulfur. Interesting. Vanderpool, what would your power be? I think my power would be to uh, see, like, it's cheap, right? Now that Flash can go back in time, go kill Hitler. Mm, so yeah. going back in time is is he's is not cheap really one. good at going back in time. No, he's not. It's more chaotic. <laughs> he does trip a lot in this movie, doesn't he? Well, that and when he actually does go back in time, even in the comics, it's horrible. Yeah, and, and does Butter, not end well. Butterfly there's, effect. There's a reason thing, he's not allowed to do it anymore. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think my superpower would be, well, so Alan, you, uh, teleportation gets you to places faster. I think I'd like to be able to fly. Dang right. it. Okay. Yeah. Why? Is that yours too? Yeah. yeah. We're the okay. same, Shirley. I freaking hate I'm it. your future. I, I, that's why I shaved. So I look like I you see your future. future. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You ready for this one? Yeah. Reality warper. What is that? I don't know. What I does can that do, mean? I can do whatever you guys want and more. Okay. I can make so like the reality that, stone could make it okay, hold for okay. a minute. Click, click. No, make that yeah. power cool. <laughs> make that power cool. What does that mean? Yeah. <laughs> it's a pocket. You. That's mean. No, that is pocket so you for every uh, having a molecule it's, man's power. But anyway, it's like no. a genie with unlimited wishes. It, it would be more powerful than than molecule man's power, just because well, I'm thinking of Franklin Richards, where he can do whatever he wants. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, but it, he's lame. If I want so, this whole building that we are in to be a school bus or to be mm-hmm. under the water or to be in space or to... Oh, not you want to be a mother box. <laughs> no, if you think of it like Wanda, only oh, right. actually able to control her powers and not just being a four block radius, but universe wide. And it would be lasting or like... Tempor- yeah. No, nice. lasting. So that's the problem with... And we're yeah. getting off topic. That's no, the problem with the... Re- this is the exact topic. Rambling problem- nonsense. <laughs> That's the problem with the Reality Stone, though, in uh, Infinity War and Endgame. Yeah. When he does it, it only lasts a little bit, which actually it should it does change reality permanently. So it's yeah. not like, oh, hey, this was an illusion. No, this is actual reality. Now. You, know, you know what I'm going to do, Alan? I'm just ignoring Clink. I know. Because um, we're up against it for Alan. <laughs> Alan, you know what I'm going to do? It's really miserable, isn't it? I'm actually, actually going to go ahead, and we're not going to do a two-part episode. We're actually going to combine them all together. Let's do a four-hour podcast. <laughs> Uh, no. Let's prolong Alan's misery as long as we can talking about this. All right, movie. I will only do this if it is exactly <laughs> as long as the Snyder no. Cut. And the last part has to be, if we're doing the video for it, it has to be in black and white. Ooh. So that means you have to watch the black and white version. And we have to do a few scenes where it's in slow motion. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, Clank, what did you are we doing doing that? Yeah, now? let's do it. What did you learn? Okay. Just in case we don't do this next week, because we don't always follow through on what we say. That's my fault. Just in oh, case, I'm Vanderpool totally. Good. I'm, I'm good with. Are we going with what we learned from the movie or this this episode? Oh my god, you and your fucking rules! I don't care. So for the movie, what I learned is it's okay to do an illegal action as long as your intentions are good. Debatable. No, hmm. that's what I learned from this movie. In the movie, uh, Victor uh, hacks into the school that he goes to yep. to change a, a fellow student's grade. And his mother says, what have you done to help this poor child? Because they got kicked out and everything. So what he's doing is trying to help her. And I'm like, no, that's still illegal. Know, yeah. Like, I don't know, hiring a tutor. Yeah. I don't know. Other means of improving the girl's life apparently did not occur to her. Yes. But then and, and she, of course, acts like like Vic is all awesome. But uh, I don't recall her doing anything either. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But then it goes later on to where he actually adds $100,000 into this waitress's $11.25. And you know what they don't show? Where that hundred thousand dollars comes? That's from. what I'm getting to. Like, yeah. it, did he take it? Did he invent it? If he invented it, then he inflated the market, and then that's the whole thing, economy wise. I'm going to piggyback off you, Clink. You know what I learned? Oh, jeez, what? Cyborg would make a hell of an IT employee. Well, yeah, he just thinks about it and it's fixed. If Cyborg were a random uh, IT employee, his CGI would be better. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice. Because he looks like shit. You <laughs> think so? Time. Oh yeah, he looks terrible. He looks <laughs> unfinished the entire time. 
And the way he walks is weird too. Yes, but he looks terrible. <laughs> I, I, I see that as like his. He's still getting used to his powers, and then he's, he's actually going. He's kind of Frankensteinian in the sense that he's a combination of things that should not be. So okay, but again, he he still looks like. Crap. Maybe I, part of his power is his that face he is bad like CGI. Vaguely pasted on most of the time, so. I, I do think his walking improves later. I noticed that near okay. the end of the film that he actually yeah. got better well, at walking. Oh, oh, one other WTF moment. I'm sorry. Never mind. I'll save it for next week. <laughs> Alan, what'd you learn? I learned that even if I am the most powerful being in probably the Milky Way, that even I need to hire contractors to do the work on my crappy little Iowa farmhouse. Kansas. 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 Come on, sir. It's all the same. Fly, my flyover country. Uh, as somebody who's been to both Says places. the man from Ohio. As somebody who's been to both places, they both smell the same. Oh, okay. Like pig poop. Oh, I thought it would be like corn. It's a cow, no. actually. Like Ohio. Yes. Yes. Parts of Ohio, like where Shirley lives. Shirley, did you learn anything today? An hour with but us is not enough. Seriously, Clark could have totally rebuilt that farmhouse. Yeah. And a net, at him like and Flash, minutes. he could have gotten Barry. Hey, Barry, can you help me out? Okay, it's done. I do have to, uh, one of my favorite scenes in this is when the Flash is running to attack Superman, and Superman actually looks and mm-hmm. catches. Oh, that was good. I like that. That was, fun. and that was in the Whedon cut too. But it's yeah. still better in this one. Everything's better yeah, in this still one. Still done better. Yeah. All right, Shirley, did you learn anything? He's looking at the buttons to see which one to push. No, I'm just the red one that says stop. Uh-huh. <laughs> He's learning it's better when we're over. Ed, just like the weed and cut. Just like, <laughs> I know, I want to see more. I want to see more. And I want to hear more. So you save it for next time. Oh, I thought you meant the Snyderverse. Hashtag bring back the Snyderverse. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. I want to see more of the Snyderverse. Just like yes. I want to see more of, because I, you watched whoosh, Star Crash. Motherfucker. Say bye, folks. Bye, folks. Bye, folks. Hashtag screw the Snyderverse. Bye. (laughs)